Hi everyone. <laughs> my name is Sarah Normington and this is my hope story. As a young child, I regularly attended church with my family. I loved Sunday school, as we called it back then, and learned quite a lot about God. When our church started up a dance group, I signed up with a friend and loved every minute. I was a very active kid. I was baptised in water roughly at the age of 12. Even now, I don't believe it was the right time for me. I promised a friend that I would do it with her, and at the time I wanted to fit in, to feel accepted by my peers. I attended camps at Port Sorel as a young teenager and made some new friends, some lasting a lifetime, and I still remember many faces such as Steve Fitzalan. Steve, I'm not sure what your title was back then, but I've never, never, ever forgotten your energy and passion for God. When I hit the age of about 13 or so, I started having problems with the girls in my age group at school and at church. I was the butt of everyone's jokes and always had pranks played on me. I started to hate going to church, not because of anything God did, but because of my so-called friends. Eventually I stopped going. It was somewhere around this time that my brother and I were told about my father's diagnosis of multiple sclerosis. Multiple sclerosis affects your nervous system and progresses differently in each person. And in my father's case, it had been developing for quite a while. I was shattered and I started to question and even hate God. How dare he give this to my dad? My dad never deserved anything like this. He loved God. He was a true follower of God and God gave him MS. Not long after this, my parents started going to a new church, the Launceston Church of Christ, now known as Door of Hope Christian Church here in Launceston. I was skeptical about going because I didn't like the idea of being picked on and bullied again. Plus, I was still pretty mad at God for giving my dad MS. So I stopped going to church and I stopped caring. For a number of years, I cared for Dad at home because the MS was affecting him immensely and he couldn't work or drive. I would get him lunch and cups of tea and we would watch Oprah, Dr Phil and Water Rats together like clockwork every day. <laughs> Around this time, a friend of mine had a baby boy. I'd never ever wanted kids of my own, but I loved looking after him and spending time together with my friend and this gorgeous little man. One day, as I was pushing him in the pram at City Park, I felt this huge wave just come over me and I felt so strongly that having a child was something I wanted to do. At this time, not being a follower of God, it wasn't long before I fell pregnant to a man I was seeing at the time. I was so happy and jumped around with excitement, having no real idea of what I was getting myself into. I can say that now, but I was pretty naive back then. My partner and I broke up during the pregnancy and I was alone. On December 15, 2007, my son Sebastian was born. Seb was autistic, yet empathetic, very, very clever and had an adventurous spirit. He was cheeky, had a beautiful smile and loved to give me spontaneous cuddles and kisses, or kiss cuddles as he called them. He loved his Nana and I very much and told Nana he wanted to marry her because he loved us so much. He knew that you weren't supposed to kiss anyone on the lips unless you were married, so of course he wanted to marry all the girls at school. <laughs> 
His father lived in Western Australia, but that didn't stop Seb from planning to build a rocket ship to go and visit him. After I had Seb, my heart began to soften towards God, and somewhere along the line, I realised that it wasn't God that gave Dad MS, and it wasn't God that was causing him pain. I felt so relieved and cried for such a long time. Because of Seb's autism, he would have violent meltdowns, which would usually result in me being punched, kicked, and a couple of times I was bitten, leaving large welts on my arms. This wasn't a monthly thing. This was a daily occurrence. By this time, I had been, been diagnosed with depression and severe anxiety, and I started to wonder what it would be like to just end it all. In 2013, Seb's father was visiting from WA. Seb was having an autistic meltdown and getting very physical, punching me, punching the walls, breaking things, and I just couldn't take it. I don't think anyone really knows this, but I had walked outside and gotten in my car, experiencing suicidal thoughts, and I intended on acting on them. Something came over me and I thought to myself, I can't just leave Seb. So I got out of the car and went inside. He is the reason I didn't kill myself a thousand times over. In April 2014, I was diagnosed with relapsing remitting multiple sclerosis. This had a huge impact on my life. I had memory problems, muscle weakness in my legs, and I was just so tired all the time, making it hard to find a suitable job. It also made it hard for me to combat Seb's autistic meltdowns, and I struggled to make ends meet. Seb had been going to church with his nana for a number of years, and because part of me still believed there was a God, I didn't let him believe otherwise. He knew God was the biggest thing in the world. He would ask me a question, and if the answer was huge or gigantic, he would say, bigger than a car? Yes, Seb. Bigger than a house? Yes, Seb. Bigger than God? No, darling, nothing is bigger than God. When my beautiful Seb collapsed suddenly from an aneurysm, I was devastated. He fought so long and so hard through three surgeries, but after 11 days, we made the decision to let him go. The chaplain was there for us and asked if in Seb's final hours, she could say a prayer, which included the words, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. We sang songs and held hands as a family. As a little Seb's life on earth ended, my hand on his heart till it stopped beating. His life in heaven with God, our almighty father had begun. At this time, I hadn't wanted to be at church for about 17 years, give or take the odd flourish event and some Christmas children's events. The very next Sunday after Seb's funeral, I went to church again, this time knowing I wanted more. The Watoto Children's Choir performed about a month later, and I bought their CD, knowing that Seb would have loved them and would have loved dancing alongside them. I shared my story with them, and they posted it in their online newsletter. This really encouraged me in my journey towards a relationship with God, and I was happy knowing Seb was still affecting people's lives. I've since done Alpha, Flourish, a Driven by Eternity course, and I've been able to truly forgive some people in my past for some very difficult things to forgive. 
In February this year, I went on my first overseas holiday to America with some friends. It was on day two of my three-week trip that I found out from mum that my dad had passed away. Mum and dad had always kept their faith in God, no matter what life threw at us. Mum was always there for dad. He was her soulmate, a match literally made in heaven by God. She looked after him when he could no longer look after himself and was always visiting him at the home, even though he eventually no longer remembered who she or any of us were. She is a massive inspiration in my life and I can only hope and pray that I turn out to be half as amazing as she is. I know Dad was with me on my trip, and so I continued on, taking photos for myself, but also to honour him. He loved photography. I travelled around the States, knowing he was watching me and guiding me away from bad situations that arose. I have had three surgeries since January 31st inclusive. I've been struggling to sit, stand, and even to lie down. Last Sunday at church, I was in a lot of pain. I was lying down on a couch in the fireside lounge, watching the service on the TVs. After the service, which was on prayer, a friend came up to me, sat with me, and prayed with me and for me, helping me let go of some emotional pain, which certainly wasn't helping my physical pain, and then we prayed for healing. I truly felt the power of God's Spirit flow through me and give me peace, and my pain, both emotional and physical, went away. That afternoon, I was dancing in my lounge room to my recent favourite Christian Spotify playlist, and I felt like shouting out my love for God to the world, so I did, on Facebook. <laughs> I love to dance. It's how I show my love for God at church, rather than singing, and I've realised over the last nine months that it's okay to do that. Although I do love to sing in my car, with the stereo very loud and my subwoofer pumping. I also really love music. And at Flourish last year, I heard a song called Colours by Rebecca Teeley. Colours really spoke to me. It's a song about feeling lost, not knowing which way to go, seeing colours, faces, pretty lights, asking God to help me find the song he placed in my heart, and telling God that when the colours turned to grey, I would choose him. I listened to her CD often, along with Greg Atwell's music, and since making the decision to only listen to Christian music, I've become a lot closer to God. On Monday night in the car, I was admitting to God that I mostly wanted to go to heaven to be with my son, my creation. And as soon as I said my creation, I remembered that I am God's creation. And I just cried. I had finally truly realized just how much God loves me. Now I'm getting goosebumps. <laughs> I'm not afraid to declare my love for God anymore. I know the strength of his power and I have felt his spirit flow through me, healing me. My son Seb was the greatest thing to ever happen to me because he brought me back to God. My journey with God is just beginning and that's my story so far.